0: Hello, uh, everyone. Welcome to Law School in Brief for our 51st episode. My name is Lydia, and I am joined by the lovely, the, I'm going to practice my (laughs) superlatives of my (laughs) announcement of you. I didn't. So without further ado, (laughs) it's Megan. I'm just gonna end
1: this is a lot
0: (laughs) too much to listen to. I'm putting that on my to do list. It's like think of all of Megan's excellent quality so that I can give her proper introduction mm-hmm. next time.
1: There we go. There we go. What's Great up? to be here. Has it been a whole
0: week? I don't know. I really, I wrote on the outline. You'll. This is verbatim. I can't even really remember what I did this week. Ugh, which is spelled U-G-H-H-W-T-F. Ooh. And... Yeah, so, I mean, you can see it in the outline. <laughs> but the uh, Google Docs is trying to autocorrect UGHH to UGH. I don't think that that's right. I think UGH and UGHH have, have like, a different connotation.
1: Well, one is certainly more um, exasperated.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm only at the 2H level. Like, you know, maybe my next week we'll get to the 3Hs. Like, uh, uh. what about you? Oh, I feel How the same way.
1: Are you at I think two uh, Yeah, I think I'm I'm a pretty solid 2H this okay. week. Pretty solid okay. 2H. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's that part of the semester maybe. I think so.
1: I mean, we're like too far from the beginning of it for it to still be cute, but we're like nowhere yeah. near the end of it. Yeah. That's I think right. my, one of my professors likes to record a video before each week's uh, class. And um, I watched her video for this upcoming week and she was like, welcome to week five, only seven left to go. And I'm like, good God. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: Why does she even say that? Why'd she <laughs> have well, to specify it like that?
1: <laughs> it's wild because I heard, so I heard that. And then I also got an email from one of our deans that was like only 57 more days to go. And I'm like, why in one messaging does it feel like an eternity? And in the other messaging, <laughs> I feel like it's like going to end tomorrow.
0: Yeah. I know. I got, I got this email that was like, all I could read in the preview box was like happy one third or like congratulations, your one third or something. And that's all I could Uh see. And I was like, what does this mean that I'm in the top third of the class? Then I clicked it open It said a third of the way through the semester. And I was like, I, that doesn't really merit a congratulations. I'm sorry. Like that's just uh, that's just time passing. But here we are.
1: <laughs> You're just reminding me that I'm further from the end than I am from the beginning. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> well, Ugh. look at this. We've we've appropriately set the scenes to start out a little negative, maybe with some mehs and some lows, oh, and end on a side note. We did
1: yes. it. <laughs> we did it. Finally, it only took 51 episodes. That's right um okay well can I give you Milo
0: yeah I want to know
1: so aside from just feeling behind in classes and it being like midway through I do you get on your iPhone like a weekly uh notification from your like screen time it's like on Sundays I get mine that's like your screen time was this amount this week that's up or down from last week yeah right
0: Yes, I get that. The I think the peak was like right when classes went online and ungraded and I didn't know how to sit through an online class. I was playing this game called Numberzilla and a couple other like mindless kind of app games just to help me pay attention in class. And it was like maybe six hours a day. It was
1: day. <laughs> Oh my! But okay, now I've
0: gotten it down to like two, which still somehow feels really bad. Like right. So little, you know. So
1: usually mine is between like an hour and a half and two hours, which to your point does still. F- I'm like, wow, where does that time go? I on. I mean, Instagram is like the biggest culprit for me, yeah. um, and I even have it. My Instagram programmed in a way where if I have used it for fifteen minutes I it like shuts itself off or like it'll pop up a notification that says like you've reached your limit would you like to extend it for 15 minutes one Mm. minute or no minutes and every time I just hit that uh, it's in the settings I forget exactly how in within the app not within like your general phone settings but anyway that has done absolutely nothing to curb my Instagram addiction and Today, my screen time, uh, I think I set a new record and it showed me that I had an average of three hours and 50 minutes per day, which was Oof. up 76% from Oof. my usual. What happened? I, I honestly, like, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg with this. I feel like when I start to kind of feel an uptick in my anxiety or stress, I turn to my phone. But that like, and I use Instagram, but then I, it kind of begs the question, like, I never feel better after doing that. Like, I actually (laughs) just feel more anxious. So like, is this just a vicious cycle?
0: Like, I don't know which one sets the other one off. So that is interesting. I sometimes feel better after, like, depending on what I'm looking at, it's usually like the animal Instagram accounts. Well, anything you send me,
1: I like. <laughs> <laughs> like round boys or known unpedable, I will Those all, are two day, accounts. all day.
0: Excellent account. All day.
1: But then it's like, I'm just so reminded of the election coming up and that Ruth Bader Ginsburg yeah. died and that Amy Coney Barrett is going to probably be the next Supreme Court justice oh. and the earth is on fire. I mean, yeah, I could go on.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I forgot to mention coronavirus, which. At first seemed like the most pressing thing, but now it's just, like, the backdrop for the rest of the apocalypse. I'm like,
0: what is happening? like, oppressive police state that keeps Oh yes. doing horrible
1: things. Uh, the fact that none of the cops that killed Brianna Taylor are going to really be penalized in any way. I mean, like, truly. Yeah. It's uh, horrifying.
0: Um, yeah, so- it, but it's like, you're kind of like, well, I don't feel better but I feel more informed how do Fuck I value that. that and like how much time should I be devoting to that like what's the best way to do that what's the line though like
1: yeah. I don't want to be willfully ignorant but I also am like my mental health is crumbling
0: <laughs> yeah where's the line I I do appreciate that actually about the wash U group me because um a lot of the like very very important things will get through there. Like someone will post, um, just certain headlines or things that are happening in St. Louis or nationally, and you know it doesn't really make sense to post every single news article you're reading. But if it's something that is like relevant, so I I kind of like have been, and then and then pe- there's people there to have a conversation about it, so that helps mediate it, but. Mm. Yeah, I know that i um, just speaking of screen, screen time in general, Billy read this article that was like, um, ask yourself, like, if you feel the urge to look at your phone, just ask yourself why beforehand. And I was like, whoa, that is so intentional. And I'm not going to do it. there's that like like teenage part of me that's like I don't want to think hard about what I'm doing I just want to look at my phone what's wrong with that I'm gonna look at whatever I want I downloaded Instagram and I have an account because I can't you know but I think that that is like it it could be very helpful advice just like bringing a little bit of intention like right before like catching yourself right before you like just glance at your phone
1: right but I think the problem is I always turn to my phone for a reason. I'm like, I need to look up the Wikipedia page for Cheetos. And then all of a sudden, I've been staring at Wikipedia for an hour. (laughs) You know? And yeah, that actually did happen to me yesterday. Okay. (laughs) This is important. Whoa. So glad I thought to bring this up. Are you ready? I have a question for you and for the listeners. Are Cheetos chips no explain
0: they're not shaped like chips there's (gasps) veggie chips and veggie straws um and this cheetos are shaped more like straws i'm not calling them straws i'm just saying like that, that's an example of a brand that puts out two different products that have the exact same ingredients but are different shapes and calls them different things.
1: <gasps> that's exactly what I said. But that we are in the minority, according to a friend of mine, mine's Instagram poll.
0: <laughs> How big is the
1: sample size? I have no idea. She just published the <laughs> results. And the camp of no Cheetos are not chips was 48% while Cheetos are chips oh. was 52
0: Okay. Well, um, as long mm. which oh, yeah. If this Sorry, I was an election, I was, about to, I was about to make an election reference, and I was like, "Oh, oh my god, god,
1: me too!" I was going to say, if this- "Well, if this was an election, we'd win." So. <laughs> hey.
0: Yeah, um, that is. I've never thought about that. I understand why you had to turn to your phone and why your screen time was up it's probably honestly like the algorithm it
1: probably we got messed it. up because of that oh no.
0: yeah yeah okay. I
1: started sending she probably she does not listen to this podcast I'm sure <laughs> but I started like sit- like a crazy person this is a friend like calling her a friend is such a stretch like we Ow. work, no not in a bad way she's a lovely <laughs> person but we worked together in like 2010 at the boardwalk like I haven't seen this woman in a decade. <laughs> <That's so laughs> I- And I'm like screenshotting Wikipedia articles, highlighting certain (laughs) sections. She's like, Jesus, you're like, calm down. Oh my God. She said she appreciated my (laughs) insight.
0: You creep. Law school is in you your ability to socialize with like the normals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even in just retelling this story, I'm like, as I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, oh, I realize how I sound now. <laughs>
0: oh, okay.
1: So oh, that's good. that was my low. Um, and I don't <laughs> really have a meh other than today. I was just in a funky mood. What about you?
0: Yeah, I have similar low and meh. Like I was crying until one moment before we started chatting um, just because I've been putting stuff off all weekend. Like, okay, I I have to weave in a high here. So I'm going to drop a high to explain all the other stuff. Um, I don't mean to casually just drop this, but I did buy the house, which is great. (laughs) The, The deed was found. So I, and I had the closing on Friday. So... I'll come back to that, but the closing was on Friday and then, um, that kind of pushed everything off. I like obviously had to drive straight to the house and like poke around and be excited. And so I thought that's fine. I'll do work over the weekend. Well, I didn't. So now that it's, um, Sunday evening, (laughs) all I can do is cry. That's not true. Talking to you gives me a lot of energy. And so afterwards, um, I will surely do work. That's what I'm telling myself. I'm pretty good at telling myself (laughs) that I will (laughs) soon do work. (laughs) Um, But yeah, also like due to that, I just or is it due to that? Or am I using that as an excuse for a lot of things? I'm not sure. I haven't done, like, a proper grocery order. It's, like, at that point where, like, for dinner tonight, I had, um, like, doll but made with, like, split peas because I don't have lentils. But I looked in my cabinet and I was like, I have all these split peas. So I just treated them as though they were lentils and, like, had, like, pea goop for dinner. Oh. Very nutritious. But, like, yesterday... I had pizza for breakfast, ice cream for lunch and then pizza for dinner and um, then some beer at night. It was amazing and I didn't feel gross after, which is incredible. You're eating like a true college student. I know. It it just <laughs> it kind of just happened because it was like what was in the fridge and freezer and I was like, I should do groceries. I really, really, really should get vegetables and stuff. I mean, the pizza had vegetables on it, so it's fine.
1: Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. That's, right,
0: right. A, that's a meh. Because, um, you know, with food, like, it's hard to tell how it's affecting you until you start eating right. It's like, unless you actually eat like a ton of fried food and then you feel gross. But like, you've you've done different things where you like are eating like whole foods and stuff mm-hmm. right and like you just feel better so yeah. I, I do wonder like how much am I you know kind of contributing to my feeling meh or ugh with two h's just by eating gross things I mean um, that's a
1: yeah like food food really will, will get you if you're not yeah. doing if you're not even just like one or two meals I feel
0: absolutely so yeah. hopefully, uh, the pea goop will help. Um, it's just baby food. It really looked like it, but the, the like that nice golden color the doll has mm-hmm. really makes up for like the texture when you're looking at it. But that the same cannot be said about peas, mm. split peas. Um, so yeah, I mean, and then an extension of the low that is. Me being behind in work, it's like I kind of figured out last year how to do like reading over the weekend. This having the audio for the textbooks really helps because I can be like, you know, knitting or something while I'm listening and it doesn't quite feel like I'm wasting my whole weekend. But for clinic work, like that's what I got behind on on Friday. Uh huh. And that's like, actual work um so you can't just like hack that you have to just do it and I just haven't been able to just do it and Mm. it's kind of making me feel like it it's the spiraling thing where I'm like how will I ever work 40 hours a week or more for a firm (laughs) like I can't even you know work for 20 hours a week for this clinic like oh um
1: so you know I I completely understand that feeling because every time I sit down to watch like a silly reality TV show, like the one I've been watching, which is called hot dog. Um, I do not know this show. Highly recommend it. I'll tell you about it later. But every okay. time I sit down to watch a show like that, I end up crying and I'm like, how will I ever go into public interest? Like legal work. Like I cry when like a dog gets a haircut. I have an issue. Ah. <laughs> you know yes and then i spiral a little bit but we we always come back that's true yeah that is true (laughs) oh um so was that does that conclude your lows that were just laced with with highs yeah
0: yeah pretty much very good What are your highs? highs? Well, okay, yeah, I think it makes sense to kind of transition to that, because I will say again, that I have this house, which is crazy. Um, St. Louis, like, huge, I gotta give like a pitch here. And I guess maybe you'd say the same thing about Greensboro, but the like lower cost of living, it just actually really makes a difference as a law student. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would not have been buying a house in boston or new york or anywhere um so it's just really exciting like i'm gonna have a yard and this is all still like i'm still knocking on wood because it is not uh passing occupancy inspection yet but uh tbd on that i'll keep you updated um yeah and then a related high was that university city which is technically where Washi was located like the town it's in had a free plant share giveaway thing yesterday as part of a fundraiser for the city and so you could just go like you know throw some cash or whatever into these little buckets at these different addresses where people had like extra plants and so i just like drove around and like got some lilies an elephant ear plant, oh. some spider grass a persimmon tree some shade plants I forget all the things I got um oh a mint plant and some bee balm gotta save the bees so then I like took them back to this new house and like potted them and like put them in the sun except for the shade plants obviously I put them in the shade and yeah I'm like so pumped about that like just love free plants you're already uh, settling in too. It's such a good feeling. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't. It still smells quite, quite musty, and I don't spend a lot of time there because I still have my apartment. But yeah, slowly, slowly settling in. And the only other high was that Billy and I watched Logan Lucky last night. It's just so entertaining. That was a good movie. Is it that. on... No, I haven't seen it.
1: Is it HBO? Oh like, gosh. What are we talking? Good question, actually. It might be Prime. Okay. I, ha- I have all of the streaming platforms, you know.
0: Oh, nice. Yes, yes. Well, it um, partially takes place in North Carolina. So Is that right? That's all I'll tell you. I don't want to, you know, ruin anything. But Logan Lucky. It's like Ocean's Eleven, but like it's like Hillbilly Ocean's Eleven. Oh, but gosh, what? Yeah, it's uh, it's just so fun. It's definitely what you need in law school. It's like that's the kind of like movie you need on a, on a Friday night or something. Mm, that's all you know. I'm always looking to watch movies on Friday night. Yeah, yeah.
1: What are your highs? My highs. Um. Good God. Okay. Well, I think I mentioned pizza, mochi, and massage, or maybe maybe I texted you about that, but um, Sunday I, night is... I don't have all the details, and, you know, I want to know. The details are important, yes. Yeah. Um, Sunday night is pizza night, and Adam and I have been perfecting our pizza recipe, and tonight it was especially good. Um, and then I followed that up with a little strawberry mochi, which is delicious. So good. No, 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 no. (laughs) I we bought it at Trader Joe's. Oh yeah, Um, the
0: ice cream mochi.
1: Yeah, the ice cream mochi. Yum. Um, and I also got a massage this evening. So
0: that's incredible.
1: Yeah, I um, what I realized is that, and here's like me on my quest. Listeners from the beginning will will know this, but. Like, I'm always looking to try to be, like, as comfortable as possible when I study. <laughs> like, whether it's a bed of nails or it's a chirp wheel or it's a book stand. Like, I'm, a- I'm always looking.
0: What's a well, chirp wheel? Real quick.
1: Oh, my gosh. Have I not told you about the chirp wheel? No. Um, holy goodness. Okay. It's like a... It's a, <laughs> it's a wheel. <laughs> I don't know
0: to put I'm Googling it. it. I'm Googling it. Yeah, here. Google
1: it. Um, okay. It's. I cannot more highly recommend this to anybody who experiences even the slightest bit of back pain. It massages the muscles around your spine while also cracking your back. It was the best $40 I've ever spent. In fact, I use it so often that I broke it (laughs) this last week (laughs) um, and I emailed their customer support and they immediately got back to me and said that they'd send me a new wheel. So...
0: That's amazing. I mean, I have a foam roller,
1: but this is better? Not the same. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. No. <sighs> no. Bad. Um, <laughs> foam rollers. <laughs> foam. You, you got to watch the videos on Chirp. They, they okay. explain why the foam roller is not the way to go. Okay. 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 But anyway, I'm straying far from my high. Yes, my real sorry. high, apart from the caloric highs and my massage, <laughs> um, was that... I got the internship that, we, that I told oh, you about. Oh, hell yes. Yes, so I am did officially... I woo-hoo! I'm going to be um, working for Legal Aid of North Carolina in their high country office, um, which is in Boone, North Carolina, next summer. Um, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. that is going to be so amazing. Being in the mountains in the summer? Oh, I know. I
1: know, I
0: know. What a good organization. Oh, my God. I I I am done.
1: I'm done. Like, I don't have to worry about... It's crazy to think, like, I was just so stressed about internships last year. I mean, like, we're talking, like, four months ago, up until the bitter end. And now, you know, 10 months out, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Nine months out.
0: That's Um, amazing.
1: But so apart from that, I mean, that's obviously a huge high, um, but I I got the offer on Wednesday. And since then it's kind of like sunk in. And one thing that I did not think about or anticipate that's also high is that now all of my class content feels like it's actually building up to something. Like before I was just writing briefs for fictional legal aid clients, but now I'm actually like building a skill that I'm going to be using in real life within the year. So it just, I don't know. It's kind of like given my school work more of a purpose, like it feels tangible, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That must feel good. It does. For law school to feel relevant.
1: (laughs) And it like feel, it feels good to be chosen. Like, I don't, you know, like (laughs) with my last internship, it, like there was no application. It was just kind of like a referral and it's yeah. just, yeah, it's like nice to have like someone interview me and be like, I like you the most or whatever. You know what I mean? Like Hell, you yeah. will be the best fit for this. Um, So some good vibes, some good feelings. Wow.
0: I'm so proud of you. I knew you were going to get it.
1: Oh, well, with a friend like you to tailor <laughs> my resume and my cover letter.
0: <laughs> what a good hiring process too. Like, they just they interviewed you right away they let you know not right away but pretty soon you know that must that's like a good sign too for an employer right I think so too and so I actually sound organized right
1: very organized very on top of it and enthusiastic to to actually like I don't know mentor guide um My, so my supervising attorney, uh, he and I were messaging back and forth this week um, and he actually sent me, so I asked him if, you know, I said, if if, in the meantime, if you have any recommendations of like books I should be reading or like, you know, just, I kind of want to familiarize myself with the area. Um, He sent me a list of a few books with like his funny, like opinions about the books. Uh, So nice. yeah, I'm going to begin some extra
0: reading. just more so reading. <laughs> but, but when do you want to do it, it's okay. Right. I asked yeah. for it. Oh, my gosh. What? Remember how I said I totally forgot what one of my highs was from yes. last week? Like last, yes. last week? Mm-hmm. And then you just said extra reading, and it reminded me. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Perfect. Okay. Huge high was that... Um, for the secondary journal I'm on the jurisprudence review, yeah, we have to write a like 30 page paper by the end of the semester called the note. And then you try to get it, you know, published. Um, obviously I want to write about mass migration due to climate change. Like here, finally an opportunity to like do something around that, uh-huh. um, more so than what I did this summer, I guess. And so I have, like, I pitched kind of just, like, this idea, but it doesn't really have anything to do with jurisprudence. Um, I don't really, like, even fully grasp what jurisprudence is. I I wanted to talk about, like, sovereignty and, like, how this is going to change, how, like, mass migrations of people, like, from nations that are sinking or nations that are just, like, totally changed, like, how that's going to change sovereignty. So I was like, how do I, like, spin it so that that is technically jurisprudence? Like, it's philosophy, but I don't really know. Mm-hmm. and our faculty advisor um, is a professor who teaches like a 1L class that I didn't take last year. I didn't have it with him last year, so I had never like talked to him before, but he, as the advisor will like talk to people about their note ideas, sent him my proposal, which I rewrote almost entirely before I sent it to him because I was like nervous, <laughs> and then when we talked on the phone, he was like, oh yeah, you're really onto something here. Like this is like going to be really important. Like I've actually like lived in a country that is like affected by this and I can put you in touch with people there. And like, I've already done some research on this actually. It's not published, but you can just like read it. I'll send it to you. Um, And like, you know, a lot of people just, like, write a note because they have to, but it really seems like this is actually a good idea. Like, all of this stuff. So, like, yeah. I like, found a professor who is supportive and knows what I'm talking about, too, has already done research on this, kind of. And so I was like, this is crazy. I was looking all last year for a professor who would, like, kind of respond that way to this idea. Right. Like, who saw the was, vision. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. And so... Ugh. That, that was obviously a huge high, which is hilarious that I forgot that last week. But and then super. and then again, almost forgot it this week until you <laughs> happened to talk about assigned reading. But yeah, now I have extra reading to do for that too. Oh my goodness! Congratulations! Yeah, thanks, man. I hope it Yay. works out. I have, of course, procrastinated on writing it since then, but you know,
1: still. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're just gonna cry a little bit more and eat some more exactly. mochi, and
0: it'll write itself. I am so inspired to get mochi now. I love mochi and and mochi ice cream. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, so
1: is this? I mean, this is a clunky segue, but <laughs> do you want to tell the listeners um,
0: what you have for them this week? Yes. So I'm in this clinic at WashU called the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic. And um our client work is underway I can't talk about our clients obviously so I didn't really know how much I would be able to like share this experience with y'all but we were all assigned to give presentations over the past couple weeks there were four students that went the first week like we have a weekly seminar where usually the professors explain something about tax law but um then it was in our hands, and we had a sign up list for different topics. Some of them kind of seemed boring, might I say <laughs> um or just like elementary stuff we had already kind of gone over in training, like um. And this is not to say that anyone's presentation actually turned out boring. Just when I looked at the sign-up list, I thought that seems boring. Like filing status, like should you file as single or married filing jointly, married filing separately, head of household, there's all these different things. And it is complicated. Like it's really helpful to listen to a presentation about that. But in terms of researching it, I thought, okay, the ones that seem most interesting are choice of entities – Like, when you're creating a business, should Mm -hmm. you be, like, a partnership, an LLC, sole proprietor, um, a corporation, that kind of thing? Um, Mm -hmm. Or tax issues for military personnel sounded like it was kind of broad enough. It it almost, like, would incorporate all of the other topics because – people in the military are, are humans who are filing taxes, who are subject to all those other things except for choice of entity. But like the like tax credits for children, tax credits for education, filing status, all of those things. So I thought, you know what I can make, and our presentations have to be 15 to 20 minutes long. So I was like, I Ooh. I think I could probably talk about that for 15 to 20 minutes. Of course, I don't know anything about the military. So it required a lot of research. Um, But, yeah, I thought that could be good. Or there was another topic, the, like, what we're going to do about the stimulus check that everyone got Mm -hmm. this year. Um, So that one was definitely, like, new and interesting. But I have prepared a presentation on tax issues for military personnel that I presented on Wednesday. I'm very glad it's over. That could be probably a high just because, uh, I'm not actually that nervous about public speaking, but I'm a a little bit more of a perfectionist. Like I practiced it three. No, I practiced it two times, which is kind of stupid for an ungraded class. Um, and I spent so long making this PowerPoint and, um, and I just – because I didn't know anything about the military, I watched all these YouTube videos of, like, older people in the military explaining things for younger people in the military. Um, like, hey, when you get your, like, pay stub, this is what it's going to look like. And, hey, when you're flying, filing your taxes, you should do this. And it was it was sweet. Um, but I ended up just doing more research than probably I should have in terms of, like <laughs> – my other priorities so I will give the presentation assuming that people are listening to this on audio without the powerpoint in front of them but I figured I would also put the powerpoint like on the blog so that if you wanted to listen to this while you were looking at a powerpoint it could be a multimedia Ooh. and I did there were only a couple um like confidential things so i redacted them so this is a this is <laughs> for public eyes this this version of the powerpoint excellent we're Megan, ready do, do you have it pulled up i do i do have it pulled up okay here we go so tax issues is kind of broad i have narrowed it down to four issues that i think uh are specifically relevant to the low-income service person because we're part of the low-income taxpayer clinic. So um, there will, of course, be more problems with more money, as they say. (laughs) You're really (laughs) just going to slide that in there? (laughs) That was not part of the original presentation. I just thought of it. Um, So the issues that I identified through my research were financial literacy, access to services, deployment, and then an upcoming issue of the payroll tax deferment. I then transitioned the presentation to applying these issues to our clinic. So I redacted a lot of that. But it's like, what have we kind of seen in our previous cases? And what can we predict With this upcoming like payroll tax deferment that I'll talk about could actually create issues for the low-income service person. And I have a proposed solution. Oh, shoot. The first issue, financial literacy, I'm basically asking what is it like to be the new younger service person encountering tax information for the first time? I was trying to like do a client-centered approach to this presentation. So on this s- next slide, slide four, for anyone following along, I have a typical civilian paycheck. Does this look like what you've received in the past, Megan, with like, rates, hours, deductions? Um, yeah, 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 roughly, I'd say. Yeah, so... For those listening who have had a job, if you've been going straight through undergrad, you know, I understand. But when you get your first paycheck as a civilian, it's going to be pretty straightforward. It'll have like the hours you've worked, the rate that you're being chart- like paid for those hours, and that'll come up to a nice sum. And then you'll notice different taxes are deducted. And on this example, in this slide, it's even labeled tax, like Fed tax, state tax. So you kind of understand what's happening. You see that the the taxes are subtracted from the income. And then when you get your W-2, all of the taxes from those paychecks should add up and all of the income from those taxes should add up. And if they don't, you would probably ask someone in HR or uh, your boss and say like, hey, what's what's the deal? Uh, if you'll notice on slide five, this this W two that the state of I- Idaho put on their website as an example <laughs> is made out to putting, comma, rice.
1: <laughs> oh just, my goodness! <laughs> I, I,
0: like, I love like whoever in the state of Idaho, like tax <laughs> department or whatever, put this up as an example. I'm just imagining them writing like putting comma rice like whoever sees this is gonna laugh and like I did so thank you ma'am I'm guessing like you did great okay so maybe you've gotten this before or you've never seen a paycheck and you enter the military well what you get (laughs) as your first introduction to your tax situation is this leave and earning statement you see this on slide six it's got three different call it's got multiple columns so now instead of just like looking at like your rate for your hours and your tax deductions well now we have entitlements deductions and allotments and the entitlements which is like your income has this like base pay which actually will come to you, like later in the talk but it has all of these different kinds of income and i guess one thing i didn't include in this presentation because everyone in the clinic has already taken or is is currently taking like federal income tax but i'll like say it as an aside for now is that in the code the oof i should know what it's called <laughs> but the tax code you have to be, you get taxed on anything that, that like, and hand like brings you value. It could even be bartering, but like if you get paid in kind, like you get housing or you get food, um, there are some exceptions, of course, (laughs) but you know, that's usually counted as income and taxed. Well, in the army, like very different from many civilian jobs. Of course, you're getting um, housing, food, uh, and that's included here under your entitlements. And then you might be getting hazard pay. Um, You might be getting like extra pay called COLA, the cost of living allowance, I think, based on where you have been stationed. Like, if you're stationed in South Korea, it's going to be much more expensive than other parts of the world, for example. So it's not like all – so this is all added up at the bottom, but not all of those types of income are taxed. And then in the – and so I have a chart coming up on that later. In the deductions column, you'll see more – just more things listed than on the civilian deductions part. Allotments, I'm not gonna go into because it, it's not quite as relevant for um for like tax complications. But you'll see at the bottom there's like a lot of different areas where they where taxes are added up. Um but I still think this format is very hard to read. The next slide is a screenshot of a YouTube video I watched. A shout out to the YouTube account, All Things N1 Tracy, who for nine straight minutes decodes every part of the leave and earning statement. That's how complicated it is. It's like, it's not actually like that straightforward. So I watched that as part of my research and you'll see on slide nine, here are two tables from the irs.gov website. One is service members' government pay included in gross income, which just means that it's going to be taxed. All your gross income is taxed. Mm-hmm. Table two is service members' government pay excluded from gross income. This These two columns are really – I had to get the font really small to fit onto one slide. There are a lot of different things that are both included and excluded, and – some of them are intuitive, but I don't think that a lot of them are. For example, um, like hazard pay is included in gross income, which is like, I would think like, oh, I'm getting paid extra, like, because I'm like, doing being extra put in a dangerous situation. Yeah, I I don't know. I would assume that that would be excluded for some reason. Um, or you get a bonus for re-enlisting that's included in gross income. I don't know, it, it seems like an incentive to get up. And then excluded from gross income, so like you don't have to count it um, on your taxes, is like things like the basic allowance for housing and the basic allowance for substance. That makes sense to me um, because it's like very, very beneficial to the military that you are living there and eating there on base. So, okay. But, um, man, that was one I wanted to to point out. I, like, appreciate
1: that they do this, but it, like, I I can see that they're trying to make this easier and more understandable for people. But it makes me feel overwhelmed and confused just looking at these two different lists.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, okay, like, one thing I wouldn't have intuitively understood was excluded would be... um, like, your leave between consecutive overseas tours. Well, that seems like kind of like a nice perk. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't have realized that that was, like, excluded. Whereas um, your, you know, overseas extension bonus is included. I don't know. All of that to say that I think for the low-income service person who is just kind of like thrown into this tax environment (laughs) maybe for the first time maybe as their first job or maybe after having a civilian job Mm -hmm. you might accidentally do something wrong um so i don't mean to say one i one of my friends i was practicing with was like i don't think you should phrase it like like that because it sounds like you're really um insulting people's intelligence, but I, I'm only using financial literacy because that's like a term that is commonly used for this type of situation. So I don't like I, I can see how it would sound like very like I'm calling someone illiterate, but I don't mean to be doing that. I'm just using the term of art. So I thought, you know, well, someone could make a mistake. Then I noticed on the bottom of the leave and earning statement, so on the bottom of the paycheck, it says it's the, Service person's responsibility to review their leave and earnings statement every month to ensure that they're receiving the correct pay and entitlements. If not, see your commander and paymaster today. Well, that's kind of hard to expect that someone will, like, check this and be doing all the math every time and know that they're getting something right or wrong. Like, I don't know. You have other priorities, it seems like. And yeah. And this is, um, that's a lot to ask of someone. So the next question I wondered is, okay, uh, where does the service person? Where can they go if they need help with this? So that's the the second issue I identified is access to services, because the financial literacy part wouldn't be an issue if everyone could just have any question easily answered. Spoiler alert, they can't. Um, so. I have pulled some screenshots from the army base closest to Washoe, Fort Leonard Wood. They have a couple different services uh, available for folks. So one is through Army Community Service. There's like a financial readiness program where volunteers help um, people understand the military pay and other aspects of financial literacy. They also specifically opened a tax center in January of this year. So we might get be getting fewer folks coming to our clinic if there's a tax center there that helps people file their tax returns. So that's a little different from just like understanding your pay. Um, And then another avenue for people is using the JAG attorneys. So one of my friends who's in the Navy, who was telling me about some of this when I was doing research was like really trying to convince me to become a JAG and he was kind of selling it like, you know, me, I'm not, it would be very, very hard for me to, to do that. Um, But it's, it's an interesting program. You go through some basic training, like you basically like do Navy basic training. I was,
1: oh my gosh. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I was looking when it would be looking at the requirements for being an attorney for like the FBI. And it's the same thing. You have to go through all the physical training. Like you have to be able to do you know, however many pushups and run a mile, however fast, like all, all of that.
0: <laughs> At least for the Navy, you don't go through the full basic training for the Marine Corps you do, but it's like you go to a shortened version. Um, and I was like, that's, that's so intense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you get, you can, you can get uh, a lot of benefits from that, like education credits and stuff. So the JAG attorneys do a lot they help with like pretty much any i mean there's like military questions that they're answering like is it legal to do this to this person in this other country and that would be very very difficult for me to do but there's also just other things like drafting wills is like the very first thing on this list um so i thought of you hey girl uh, <laughs> and Pretty much any legal thing that someone in the military has, but two of those that are relevant to the low-income taxpayer would be tax assistance and drafting powers of attorney. This is the part of the presentation where I remember that I absolutely forgot to mention much earlier on in the presentation (laughs) that... (laughs) um, a lot of the issues that i am bringing up surrounding financial literacy and access to services are problems for folks who have who are married or have dependents and they're much less of a problem for folks who are single and or have no dependents because or i should say single and have no dependents because um the standard deduction that you take is pretty high it was recently raised and it probably wouldn't make sense for most like young low income single no dependence folks to itemize their taxes and you don't really need to do much if you're not itemizing your taxes mm-hmm. so i meant to say in the beginning like uh i'm talking mostly about people who have who are married and have dependents so powers of attorney um, are uh, people might have heard of that as a term for when it comes to like end of life care uh or like you might need someone else in your family to like represent you um mm-hmm. if you're sick but you can also use specific powers of attorney for things like the IRS. We sign those with our clients and we have no control over our clients' lives at all. We don't, we can't make like legal decisions for them in all areas of their life, but we can communicate with the IRS on their behalf. And if you imagine a like a married couple where one person's abroad, one person's in the U S and they can't communicate very well. And um, you know, the person, the, the spouse who's in the U.S. doesn't have the access to all the tax forms that the person who's deployed does, well, they if they could call the IRS, if they could, like, you know, act on behalf of the couple, that would really help uh, the situation. But one caveat to that is that one of my friends I was talking to in the Army said that um, there have been situations where someone will just sign a general power of attorney. And then because of, you know, communication issues and just the stress of the long distance military kind of like relationship that the person who is abroad, I'm sorry, the person who is in the U.S. will like abuse the power of attorney and kind of like screw over the person who's deployed. (laughs) So um, that would be an issue for sure. But um, just another issue with that option of the power of attorney is that it's just harder to get because you would need an attorney to help you prepare that. Whereas the other things I identified, like going to the community service um, office to talk with someone in the financial readiness department or going to the like tax center on the base that has vita volunteers that's the irs like volunteer kind of anyone can sign up to like help as a volunteer but for drafting a power of attorney you would need an attorney so there's just only so many jag um, attorneys who can help with that and there's so many people who are wanting that service so that can be tricky uh, if you can't get that so um, from what I heard, I when I, t- I talked to three different people. So I don't have a huge sample size, but um, one person I talked to said that access to services was a huge deal. Like he had found that it was very difficult and he thought that people um, he knows might turn to like private services um, to help with taxes, like h Block, that kind of thing. And that really adds up for someone, especially for someone who's low income. And then other people I talked to said like they, they thought the services at the base is where um, good. So that's a potential issue. Now to make things more interesting, I'm gonna talk more about deployment. I just realized I haven't even been looking at my notes. I've just been looking at the slides. So I wonder how much I've missed. Well, uh, oh well, <laughs> this is an abbreviated presentation. So, Um, I have a list on slide 16 of the currently recognized combat zones recognized that is by the IRS. If you've, if you've been in one of these places uh, with the military, the time that you've spent there, that like base pay that you're making there from what I understand is not taxed. Even if it's usually taxed, if you remember those two columns that had all of the usual like included in gross income mm-hmm. well depending on how long you're in a certain place like um it's uh, it says like in the philippines if it was between 2002 and 2015 um kyrgyzstan saudi arabia qatar the uae um and then what i think is interesting that i'll actually touch on in a moment is like these ones in the different uh, aquatic environments. I can't think of the right word, but like the Lonian Sea north of the 39th parallel. Wow, that's really specific. The Arabian yeah, Sea, the part that is north of 10 degrees north latitude and west of 68 degrees east longitude. Okay. <laughs> okay, IRS. Um, interesting. So that is going to be a little bit more confusing because you can be following everything on those two first charts and then if you find out like if you just follow that you could be overpaying your taxes because you could get away with not paying for your income in these areas. Um I don't have a slide on this, but this reminded me of something. Um I've thus far been talking about federal taxes. But state taxes are actually really weird when you're in the military and you're deployed. Um, you'll be charged for state taxes based on the place that you most recently established residency. So um <laughs> like, permit, so one, like one one person I talked to, like, he grew up in Rhode Island. And Then he like went to basic training in another state, but you can't really establish residency in the place that you are doing basic training there for like a couple months. Then he was going abroad. Uh, He was deployed and Rhode Island just fucking demanded his taxes for like years until like his parents retired, moved somewhere else. He used like a day of his like leave to go to the DMV with them um when he was home and established his residency there but it's crazy like Rhode Island just like pursued him <laughs> for years
1: mm-hmm. to get him to
0: pay the higher taxes even though he's not benefiting from any of the the state services right which is fascinating um so establishing a domicile I think it maybe might be called yes that's weird.
1: that's the term I was wondering because I mean that just reminds me of Civ Pro. Like,
0: right. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of too. Maybe that's not even what it's called, but it could be. So, another issue during deployment is just communications in general. So, I touched on this with the like power of attorney issue, but if you don't have that much access to communication, it's going to be hard to like use your limited time to talk with your spouse about taxes. And there's a lot of different like pieces of information that you would you that you would need when you're itemizing on your taxes. Um, and what else did I read about this? Actually, I think I, I didn't actually go into this that much. I just really wanted to, like, point it out because this is very different from um, a a normal long-distance relationship in the the modern world. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I had done a little bit of, like, rabbit hole research into this, but someone I was talking to mentioned, like, Well, you know, um, with the long distance and the bad communication and the stress, like the divorce rates in the military are so high. And divorce obviously leads to a whole other set of tax issues. But I was doing research, like wondering like how much worse it is in the military. And I couldn't actually find any very good research showing that. It looked like the rates of divorce for... Military personnel married to other military personnel was really high, but just in general, like military personnel plus civilian marriages seem to have very similar divorce rates to like civilian-civilian divorce. Okay. So um, I did not include that as like a separate issue for the military. I just I couldn't find good data on it, which I thought was weird. I would expect that that would be documented or like that there would be some, I don't know, some way of getting data on that. Hmm. So, I had a little anecdote, uh, name and personal info redacted, but it is someone who I know in the Navy that I I briefly mentioned, I think in like episode five or six, when I was talking about my very first class in law school, Mm -hmm. um, because he was called on. So, he's in the Navy, and he was stationed in one of those uh, seas, one of the ocean sea environments that I mentioned earlier. On- <laughs> Longitude, latitude. Do we need a coordinate? <laughs> well, you have touched on the exact issue. So he was there in the navy, and then like was called to this mission, like far away in another ocean, and had to book it like twenty-seven knots, like overnight. And, um, the, he was saying like for security purposes, the navigator knew their exact location, but the sailors don't really know where they are all the time. Like they look out and it's water, they go to sleep, they look out, it's water. And he was like, I never knew like how long I was actually in the combat zone or not. (laughs) <laughs> like, it doesn't show up on the leave and earning statement. Um, and I'm not sure who he could have asked. There, was, I mean, there could have been someone, but it it's like at the end of the year, I, it sounds like different people are, are in different places for different amounts of time. So it's not like everyone could just get this printout of like, oh, by the way, you spent like five months, 5.4 months in this place that was considered a combat zone. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Okay. Another movement issue. This is not technically deployment because it's within the US, but if you're stationed at a base in the US and then are moving every 3 to 4 years. Um you're and if you're single, you might be like on the base, but if you're married, you're going to be you know, you can you can use your basic allowance for housing the BAH on housing away from the base, like with your family. And um, if you know you're going to be somewhere for three to four years, and you know, you're going to be getting that amount, it kind of makes sense to pair that with one of the VA home loans and just get a house. And then when you leave, rent it out. A lot of people seem to be doing that as a way of kind of like boosting their income um because it's it sounds like it's kind of hard to save up money if you're one of these like low income ranking service people so (laughs) what one of the friends i was talking to is, is like look if you've been in the military for like 15 years you could have like houses in five different states that you do not intend to go back to but you are like you know you're getting rental income you have you now have like state taxes to file for all of these different states Like I had never thought of that. That was interesting to me. Mm. Yeah, like just like imagine a very complicated situation. Like you're not making too much money, but then it makes sense to have a house, and then you move and you have another house, Um, and then you get divorced, and now you're paying alimony and child support, and you have houses in two different states, and then you move again. You get married again and have a house with someone else. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I can like the hypos for this like potential exam on this presentation. Oh, God. I'm stressed. stressed. Like, yeah. It's, it's actually, it just seems so, so, so complicated. Now to complicate it further with an upcoming issue. So I'm not sure how much you or the listeners have read about the payroll tax deferment. This is something that President Trump feels weird even calling him that. I don't know why I did that. Um that Trump um gave, I guess by executive order, he's like, look, this is now an option. Instead of paying the payroll tax, which is like your social security tax is like 6.2% um, for everyone. Mm-hmm. You can choose like employers can choose to let their employees like Keep that money for now and then pay it back next year, um, as like just to free up a little bit more money during COVID, because he's kind of limited in what he can do uh, tax wise. But I guess he can do that because of his authority in emergency situations. And then he went on to say that, you know, if I'm reelected, I'll forgive the money. Well, he's not actually, he doesn't have the authorization to do that but his rank his like ratings in the military <laughs> are pretty low. Um this is this, sorry this really? is really well it's like it's like s- maybe 40% approval for the thing i looked at cuz he he insults the military like all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um well he insults certain things like prisoners of war and survivors of torture and stuff. Um I that that's probably a huge generalization I don't really quite understand it all but that's just something I was looking at. So so this like payroll tax deferment is available for all employers but most employers have opted out of it because it could put them in a difficult situation and it could put their employees in a difficult situation if or when like next year people can't pay it back. The military mandated everyone to like mandated that like this money will be withheld like will be deferred sorry so now folks who are low income who might be living paycheck to paycheck they suddenly have 6.2 percent more and they will for a couple months but then they'll be required to pay it back it just almost seems like a trap like and you'll get penalized if you you know don't pay it back um so on slide 22, I have this official um, the official like uh, memo that was sent around by the Navy that my friend sent to me. And this kind of goes back to the financial literacy issue, but so here's a memo like describing how the um, how Trump's order is going to affect people in the Navy and it's so boring to read this and it's hard to really understand like what this means for your life if you're not already kind of up to speed on the basics and 6.2% it just doesn't sound like a lot but it 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 is it will add up after three months if suddenly you have to pay what is now you know 18% or six right um next year so i have on slide 23 the like faq page about it so say you were curious you get this you get this memo you're like what does this mean well the faq page that's on the military website can't there's a lot of questions listed but a lot of them don't have super complete answers or they just say like we don't know yet we'll let you know later because it's hard to really understand what's going on in real time I think and I don't think this website wants to give folks the wrong information well we Um, appreciate that the folks appreciate it (laughs) yeah and so a friend sent me this meme the um like an older person in the military saying like here's your tax deferral money make sure you save and dot 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 and then like (laughs) like private no and they're like this cute like little smiling face is like buying a brand new car like 27 percent apr um and he was like look this is a meme it's like not representative of everyone who's who's like a young enlisted person but it's it's funny because it's based in reality it's like it's hard to just like save exactly 6.2% for later. Yeah. Um, So even, so I had put that on my presentation and then my clinic professor uh, actually had brought up this payroll tax deferment before I even began. She was like, yeah, I really wonder how this is going to affect the folks who come to the clinic. So I was like, yes, I predicted the issue, right. Mm. So um. This is less relevant for the, for the average listener, but I have some slides about different military locations in Missouri. There are quite a few. And then I have a list of like different salary levels for um, different rankings in the military. So I hadn't really realized this, but you can be promoted quite a few times and still fall into this like low income bracket at least as defined by like who our clinic will help it depends on how many like dependents you have Mm -hmm. but um yeah I have some cases that I redacted because they're confidential but it is a it's a it's a it's a population that will use our services now to my proposed solution are you ready do you can you predict what the solution might be
1: um, cool. more transparency. Mm, I like that. Well, <laughs> that is clearly not a solution.
0: solution. <laughs> this, is, this is a solution that's been brought up for a lot of different tax issues. So okay. I do not get credit for this and it's not just not um, but I think the solution to this is that the government should pre-fill the tax returns or service people with straightforward situations. All the people who are single dependents taking the standard deduction are also using, are also needing to navigate the financial literacy, they're needing to access services. Um, but all of the information that they're putting into the tax you know, software is exactly what the government already knows. There's no reason that that person needs to be like using any of the like resources, using all of their free time or whatnot. not all, if I'm being a little dramatic, um, like f- filling out their taxes themselves. The government already has all the information and it just needs to like get the person to cough up money if they owe it and, or otherwise just give them a refund without the person doing anything other than look over and signing it. This exists for the population in several countries um finland norway estonia that <laughs> i don't know the rest um but these are people who are employed by the government the government can f- can do this for them that's my that's my stance and i think that that's like this this is something that could be applied to a more general, on a more general population basis. I understand how tax policy helps like incentivize certain things that like Congress wants to incentivize. So I get it. But in, in these scenarios, if all the people with the straightforward situations were taken care of, it would free up all of the resources for folks in the, in the situations where, They have houses in different areas. They have different children for different marriages. They have, they've been deployed in like locations that are confusing. Um, They have like uh, different health issues. They're getting disability income. They are spending more on healthcare than they would otherwise because of other complications. Like just literally everyone else, like, you know what I mean? So that's my solution that will not be adopted probably, but um, yeah, that was my presentation. I have no idea how long that was. I hope it wasn't too long. Bravo. Thank you. Thank I, thank I you. accidentally knock my microphone multiple times.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel in, <laughs> I, I, I wish that I had more to say. I, I know so like, I barely know anything about taxes as it is. So I, I, I might not be the audience, <laughs> but it was very thorough.
0: Okay, excellent.
1: Yeah, and also I love a meme in a presentation. I'm not going to lie. <laughs>
0: Hell
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Private. No.
0: <laughs>
1: Very funny. Yeah. Um so you you presented this at your clinic. Um like what where does this presentation go now? Like do you give this like, like is there ever a world in which you're giving this to Or, like, a different version of this to
0: actual, like, military personnel? No, absolutely not. Because they all know what I was talking about. Like, I would have to, I think. I think my presentation is more for, like, people who are tax... Well, I don't even know who my presentation is for, honestly. It's just for myself, really. Because I'm, like, trying to learn about taxes. And I was trying to learn about this population at the same time. Whereas, like, the people in that population already know about their situation, they would just want the more tailored tax information. And the people who are tax personnel don't need any of that like information about taxes. They just wanna know exactly what they would be dealing with with this population. Okay. <laughs> so this is some like hybrid clinic educational uh, presentation for sure. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, the beginner talking to other beginners you know, but, um, I mean, yeah, it was just a class, a class presentation and now it's done, which is rad. And next week or rather this coming week, our seminar is going to be a visit from an attorney who works for the IRS. So telling us about their job, which I have no idea. Like, no idea. Yeah. I
1: feel like it would either it's either gonna be really interesting and um informative or it's gonna be as boring as it could possibly be. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, yes, exactly. Like I'm an attack <laughs> I'm a tax attorney for the IRS. Like I am a living yeah. tax <laughs> Ask me any question about my boxes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but have you have you seen the movie Stranger Than Fiction? Yes. Okay. See that that was cute.
1: Is that what is was, that someone's job in that movie?
0: Well, he was an attorney, but he was an auditor for the IRS.
1: Oh god, that's somehow even more
0: boring. <laughs> I'm like,
1: oh no. This oh, is that my movie was so- ooh, Didn't I tell you my truth about the fact that I don't think I ever got further than algebra two in math?
0: <laughs> ooh, that's a I don't know how you got
1: away with that, but good work. Yeah, I think I got away with it. My memory might just might not be serving me. But anyway, like numbers and I do not work. (laughs) I'm like, okay, taxes. I I will pay someone to look at my taxes so that I don't have to look at the boxes and the numbers. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think it is time that we bid one another adieu.
0: Yes. Yes, it's so late where you are. I hope it's you have good. a great rest late. of your night. Thank have you.
1: Thank you. Um, oh, and for the listeners that have hung in, um, I'm not going to be here next week. So we're going to have a special guest. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, so yes, yes, yes. better hang on to your pants. It's going to be really
0: fun. Hell yeah, I forgot that was coming up so soon. Yes, yes. yes. See you all next week. And Megan... See you two weeks from now.
1: All right, buddy. Bye. Bye.